Argentina? Nice. Table behind you, where are you guys from? New York? New York. What part of New York? Upstate New York? Okay. I, I know that's like a horrible accent, but you're just gonna have to roll with it. I'm from the South, so that's as close as I'm gonna get to it. I'm from Alabama. Guys, I saw y'all bought a whole pitcher of beer, and y'all didn't offer nobody, a, didn't give me a beer or nothing. So where you guys from? New York? New York? All right. Boston? Boston. I had my best drink in Boston. You, it's, I don't know the name of the bar, but you just go in and tell them how you feel. All the, all the drinks, all the liquor is below the bar. Oh, yes, yes. That's, when you go in, you just tell them how you feel, and they make a drink. I was like, it's too damn cold, and I wish I was back home. He was like, I got you. I was like, oh, shit, this is perfect. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. He put long pepper or something in it. I was like, what are you doing? Where are you guys from? D.C.? I was just there last weekend. So political there. Imagine that. Where? Texas? And where are you from? Oh, okay. Man, I'm just playing. <laughs> Mar-a-Lago. Um, it's all right. It's not your fault. And you guys right here in the front that all came with South Florida business, black business directly. Thanks for coming out and showing your support. So... If you guys haven't heard yet, uh, Tech Beats and Bite is our way of entertaining you with food and music. Um, the music is scientifically chosen because everybody knows 70 soul and 80 soul. So even if it's mixed into a hip hop song, you just phase out the lyrics and you still love the music. Uh, but we wanted to find a way to kind of talk to people about what's going on in our community in a more relaxed atmosphere. Now, the truth of this is, this is becoming a TV show. That's why the cameras are in front of everybody and not behind you. So when we get rich, you can't say that you owe us or you can sue us. So we really don't like y'all on camera. So this is all about strategic design, that you're behind the camera. So when I become the next Bill Maher, you can't be like, where's my cut when I showed up that day and you asked me where I'm from? Nobody can see you right now. So I'm just talking to other people. So um, <laughs> full disclosure, you can't sue us. If you don't want to be on camera, you can leave now. Uh, we'll start recording in three minutes, but we're recording me saying this. <laughs> so what I wanted to do today was bring out um, two people that put together specifically a directory that caused a little bit of controversy, um, not just within our own community, but within South Florida in general. They're recording live. They can be on their phone. Oh, thank you. You scared, you scared me. We're live. This is the hood version of Bill Maher. <laughs> they have no respect. They would have put their phone. I'm just playing. Um, so South Florida Black Business Directory, first of all, can you guys tell us what the directory was all about? Let's start there. Sure. Um, the directory was created um, after doing some research and realizing that we spend... 1.7 trillion dollars and we've mastered being consumers and not owners um, so it was a way for us to kind of go back to what they did in the 1920s to circulate the black dollar in the community more than the six hours that we do currently so back in the 1920s the black dollar circulated in some instances for a year before it left um, so you know we we're we're spending the money, but we don't own anything. So that's one of the reasons that, one of the prevailing reasons why we wanted to create the directory. So for those that don't know, in a Jewish community or in a Chinese community, the dollar normally circulates 16 times before it leaves this community. 
in a black community is actually down to about 60 seconds. Right. So as much as we spend money, we don't actually own anything. Right. So I understand why you did it. But when you look at the scrutiny of putting black in front of anything, right. some people don't believe you can be pro-black without being reverse racism, whatever that really means to right. some people. But how did you overcome the scrutiny of trying to highlight black people in their businesses versus making it seem like you were just causing another form of, I guess, division within the communities? Um, I would say basically what I did, because see, Jimmy, he asked me about the directory about a year before we started. And initially I said no, because I really did not want to deal with the stigma and the back you know, back talk, backlash, the criticism that would come with starting a black business directory, being a new business owner. Um, but when we started to watch what was happening in the community, just bad schools and lack of resources and unnecessary killings, we knew we needed to band those dollars together and make change on our own and really not ask for handouts and really say, hey, if you support the local black dentist, if you support the local black accountant, those dollars can repair your own community communities and really create jobs in your own communities, we could actually be a solution on our own because we have the resources to do so. We're just not thinking about it from that angle. So really the focus was just getting the mission done and bringing the resources back to the community. So is it just about the money itself or is it kind of uh, idle minds do bad things? Because what I've noticed is in our community, there's not a lot of jobs and opportunities. So you see, I, when I was 14 years old, I had a job. When I was 15 years old, I was paying taxes, uh, working at Wendy's. So when you don't have the jobs or you don't have the paces to employ people, I notice more kids are more likely to get arrested, uh, not finish through school, and there's no guidance within the community. So was it just about money or was it about the sake of actually building the community? Well, I think, believe it or not, those go hand in hand because the money is required to build the community. So what happens here is Joe the plumber, he can't hire because no one's shopping there. We're all at Walmart. And so if we make a shift and we shop at Joe the black plumber who's, you know, he's in your family, you know him, you know his cousins, you go to school with his nephews. If you just make a switch, if all he has is, if the only thing he can do is repair toilets, he can't quite do the piping. Well, you know, just go ahead and make that one switch there. Now he can employ. And so now you're off the street, whereas you may not have had anything to do before. So it, it, it starts with supporting the black enterprise. What we find is our businesses become almost like financial deserts because we're just not shopping there. Anything? Yeah. No. And, and I would say that we've been very intentional about, about making sure that the directory is a place where businesses and consumers meet. So it's not a place just to promote businesses, but it's a place to encourage us to shop with us. So, you know... How we, do you verify that the company is a black-owned business for them to get into your directory? Right. So we have a team that go out and they speak or call to make sure that these people are, in fact, black-owned. Um, you know, we have... Uh, actually... We've created opportunities where um, we have black-owned businesses, but also black-friendly businesses. So there are some businesses that aren't black-owned, but they're black-friendly. So we have a conference call, you know, with a major non-black business um, this week. Um, so we don't want to be in a position where we're just creating an island and insulating us from the rest of the world. That's just unrealistic. So the the I guess the 
controversial part is something I somewhat believe in, but um, I'm here to ask you the uncomfortable questions. Right. Uh, a lot of people would say that integration and the removal of segregation in our community was one of the things that hurt the black community the most. Right. Because the element of making it was, um, and New York, we can talk about this with you guys. The element of making it in New York was to no longer be into Brooklyn. Your goal was to get out of Brooklyn. You wanted to be somewhere besides Brooklyn. You wanted to be in Manhattan. You wanted to be in the city. Now, of course, when all that happened, everybody moved out of Brooklyn. Next thing you know, the hipsters come back. Brooklyn is worth millions of dollars. So, but to, instead of rebuilding our community, it was best to get out of your community to show that you've made it. So my thing is, if you're almost recreating this cycle all over again, how do you keep the friendly versus the pro-black versus the we got to keep our dollars to ourselves. How do you actually make the integrations work? I, it, it's a very diff difficult proposition. Um, but when you study your history and you know that the 1920s, we were thriving as business owners. We had airlines. We had our own schools, you know, and things like that. So I think we need to, one, be intentional about the effort and unapologetic about being successful business owners, making sure that we take care of each other, you know, and those type of things. But there... I'm not, I'm not going to cut you off. No. Besides the four foot ten lady at the bar, she is a real woman. She's over 30. <laughs> Does anybody know what the richest city was in the state of Florida in the 1920s? Say it again. Yes. Who said that? Kamala. Somebody with us. Somebody buy her a drink. I can't afford it. Yeah. My dollar has already left 60 seconds ago. Right. But <laughs> Rosewood was a city that was a black city right outside question. of Ocala, about less than 100 miles away from right. uh, Gainesville. Mm -hmm. And Rosewood was burnt down because a black man was falsely accused of raping a white woman. Right. But this city was one of the richest cities, and it was self-sustained with black-owned businesses. Right. So, to me, our current Rosewood is Overtown. Right. How do you bring life back into Overtown? Because Rosewood is nothing but a sign and a placard right now. Right. That city never got rebuilt. How do you rebuild the communities down here? I think, and first of all, amazing question, and thank you for that, because it allows us to talk to the process. So again, because we just started wanting to help our community, not necessarily wanting to create a movement, but really wanting to help our community, you know, we had to put the pieces to the puzzle together as we were putting the puzzle together, if you understand what I'm saying. And so with that being said, uh, we wanted to make sure that Shopping Black became a fun thing, really energizing um, the excitement behind black culture and the way we the way we do fashion, the way we do food, the way we do anything, it's a little bit different and really bringing some fun to it because when you say Asian cuisine, that's a whole lot of fun. When you say Chinese cuisine, that's a whole lot of fun. Mexican. So we want to be able to say, hey, what about that Bahamian food? So what you about left that? it out because when you say black cuisine, I'm thinking I need patience. Exactly. service. And I, I'm sorry, I'm just <laughs> being real. Truth. So y'all might Tell not. The truth. But if you had a black-owned soul food restaurant with the customer service of Houston's, yeah. they would be worth 
billions of dollars. Right. But I'm tired of waiting just to get my water and my chicken cannot come out cold. And and that's a process for both the business owner and the consumer. There's a little bit of patience there. So Houston's may be a 50-year-old company, right? It may have been passed down from generation to generation at a time where we were maybe struggling just to get the right to vote or to walk down the street. And so now, in 2015, 2016, 2017, we're starting a business. There's a lot that that business owner has to go through. So the consumer has to have a little bit of patience if they understand the end goal. So when we understand the end goal, when we want to have a Rosewood in Overtown, when we want to get back to Tosca, Oklahoma, that we want to get to that Black Wall Street, there's a patience. It's it's actually a working together. And so it is definitely not easy. So it becomes more than just a directory. And for those of you who are here, we do have a digital directory. You can go online and support those businesses. But it's more than just that. There's a mindset change that we're trying to implement in both the consumer, whether they're Black, White, Chinese, young, old, whatever, and that business owner. And there's a level of excellence that those Black businesses have to deliver. So one of the reasons why just so everybody know, one of the reasons why I was encouraged to bring them on is because what a lot of people don't know is about 60 to 70 percent of small businesses still in 2017 have no presence on the Internet. So they still don't have websites. They don't know how to use social media to market their companies. So some of the things that we take for granted that we have young kids that know how to do for fun. These companies really don't know how to do it. They don't know how to integrate these tools. So you go to a business and you talk to them about Instagram. They know what it is, but they don't know how to use it as a business tool. They know about Facebook, but they haven't created a page for their business. So I applaud you guys because a lot of the companies I know that you're working with, you're actually their first access to be accessible on the Internet. You're the first ones. Yeah, no, and, and, and again, we've been very intentional about um, making sure that we take advantage of the social media platforms. Crystal, myself, and Don, which are co-founders, we're all marketers by profession. So we understand the importance of making sure that companies that we deal with have visibility on all of the social media platforms. So, you know, we've been very intentional about that effort. So besides the, the, the stupid remarks of, since it's called the Black Business Directory, are you racist? What's been some of the, I guess, most ignorant things you've had to occur since you've actually launched the platform? Well, I mean, I, I, can, I can tell you, and I'll be very, very honest, addressing the elephant in the room, when we started, we didn't necessarily want to create this thing from scratch. So we reached out to several entities that already had existing directories. And one of them was a very prominent one, Um, you know, Funded very well. You can stop. We know. Okay. So <laughs> I'm we reached, stopping them. <laughs> we reached out and, you know, we got funny looks. Forever. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, those type of things. So now we've created an engine that's moving and now people are speaking when they didn't before. You know, that type of thing. So. All right. So we're going to break the mute in a little bit. I want you guys to also get to know them. Um, Crystal. Favorite drink. What is it? I, it depends. If I'm flying... There's a certain drink. Shit. It's complicated. <laughs> if I'm flying, so if it's I'm, Tuesday with a half moon. Right. A, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. What would you drink tonight? Let's go. Tonight? Ahead. Well, I'm on some tequila thing tonight, which I don't typically drink tequila. because it's, it's me. But since I'm in Wynwood and I'm from Fort Lauderdale, anybody else from Fort Lauderdale? Am I the only one? Fort Lauderdale? And- Are you yes. about to tell me tequila helps you drive home light? Is no, it, oh, I, it just feels a little tropical out here in Miami. Okay. So I feel like I should have tequila. Jay Nick, what you drinking? 
I'm drinking a little of the tequila splash with some sangria, but my drink of choice is actually Remy. I'm a Kanye guy. So, you know what, J.D., I'm going to start with you. You really, really, really like fashion. Yes, you do. (laughs) Everybody that knows J.D. knows my man loves some Gucci shoes product. It's just not my thing, dude. I'm just not that cute. But what I want to ask you is, LeVar Ball just had his son, Zoe, come out with some shoes. Right. $495 for the shoes, $220 for the slides. Right. Have you bought the slides yet? And if not, how come, since I know you're in the high-end fashion? Go. So, so, uh, Chris, so, so I will. I mean, I, I've seen them. I like them. I support, you know, whenever I can. I mean, Gucci is not really the only designer that I like. So, you know, I like to spread the wealth. You know, whenever I can, but you know, definitely I will be. So when you're, what some would label, what some label as a label whore, do you not you yourself? I'm just saying. Right. When you saw the price of Alonzo's shoes, when you saw the price, did you think it was an overstep for him to be charging the price that he was charging, or did you see the value of something more of a short run and handcrafted to have the value that it had? No, I mean I think that he he has the name, the brand, and it is you you never want to sell yourself short. I'm a marketer, so you don't want to sell yourself short at any time. You know, we we advocate for our clients and make sure that their brand is competitive with what's out there in the market. So I think the price points are set based on what the market calls for. Okay, Crystal, my next question is for you. Okay. And guys, if you have a question, please come up to the front. We're going to open it up real soon. Um, Crystal, the Affordable Health Care Act. Oh, Lord, I'm nervous. Yeah. Is this politics? (laughs) The thing is, you don't know how Florida thinks till you ask Florida real questions. True. It's only so much I really need to know about you, but I need to know what's in your brain. But Affordable Health Care Act... the, the element of the first step of repeal and passed. The votes got through. If you look in the picture, it's about 98% white males and about three to four white females. Right. As a black woman, how do you feel about this bill and how do you feel about the current 100 days of President Trump's presidency? Okay, so I'm a real entrepreneur. I don't watch TV or politics or any of that stuff. But I will say this. I did live in Germany for a little while, some eons ago. And there, everyone had access to health care. And I'm very baffled, like, honestly, why we don't have universal health care in the United States of America. And when I lived in Germany, I had, like, some feelings Um, You know how they used to do it with the silver or the black back in the day. And I actually lived with a dentist, a German dentist. And when he looked at that, he was absolutely disgusted. And he had me come into the office the next day, yank that out and put some white in there. But that's what their healthcare system allows. And it's embarrassing, um, especially if you're, you you know, if you're global, if you're international, if you travel, a lot of places do not have this silliness with, with healthcare. I had a friend telling me that he has a gap in insurance. He has to pay something called COPA. I don't know what that means, but he has to pay $1,300 to carry his insurance for a month. I don't know what that means because I'm a veteran, so I go to the VA. But I just think it's sad that a lot of times people can't follow their passion because they need this health care. Um, I'm an advocate for entrepreneurship. I think it's it's sad that people get, uh, you know, people end up in debt. They go bankrupt. Most of the time, the number one reason is because of a medical bill. And it just is actually quite foolish and um, silly. Anyway. 
so uh, it was New York, Boston, and D.C. Uh, New York, you guys are still engaged. I appreciate that. Your, your eyes on me are amazing. Um, my question, though, is if you were back in New York, it's an event like this. You get this weather year-round, right? Just imagine that. I know. Just imagine that. It's a Monday. The music is the same. The vibe is the same. What kind of crowd would you see in New York at an event like this that's free to attend? with decent parking. How many more people do you think would be here right now? I couldn't hear them. What did they say? A hun- wow. A hundred times more. Everybody would come. I got you. Okay. That makes sense. So this is going to be the uncomfortable question for everybody that's now watching, not the people that are here. But I want you guys to answer this. Why in the hell do black people in South Florida keep asking for certain environments and certain things to build them, but never come out and support them? What's the syndrome down here? What's stopping I, I have an answer, because I'm from Fort Lauderdale. I'm actually one of the last Mohicans. There's, there, she answered it right. There's so much to do here every night of the week. And it, I don't think it's a black thing or a white thing. I think that whenever you have something just this amazing, unfortunately, we have to work harder at how we market it. Even when we were marketing the directory, there's a lot of black-owned um, business directories out there. Honestly, there's thousands. Hit Google and you'll find them. But none of them were able to capture the business um, community like we were, we really went into a whole nother level of marketing. And I think that if we did that here, you really would have a problem because what you're doing is amazing. These questions are uncomfortable, but they're necessary and it's engaging and it's appropriate for this audience. So I commend you on what you're doing. You just need to get me and Jay Nick on your staff. <laughs> we could do a Always little marketing. Plugging. Always plug. It's okay. I mean, we understand that. Um, so uh, Q, you ready? I know Q has some questions. 22, okay. You can come over here. Hey, Crystal. Hey, Jay Nick. Hey. So, hey, everybody. So, my question is, or, or comment also, is that we were talking earlier at the bar about the whole Shea Moisture controversy, right? Ooh. And so, the question and comment is that there was an interview I was watching with um, the founder of Shea Moisture on 103. Well, not 103.5 to beat the Breakfast Club. And he stated that in order for black businesses to grow, you have to go. You don't have to, but most likely you're going to go outside. So then what I was wondering is, is there really hope for what is trying to be built here? In a sense, we're talking about a black business directory and we're talking about growing black businesses. But if at the end of the day, you're telling me I still always have to go outside of the black business network in order to grow or scale or whatever, what are we really doing here? New York, just so you understand, Shea Moisture is the stuff she puts in her hair to get those fabulous curls. It's a hair product company. You guys with us still? (laughs) <laughs> okay, just making sure. Let's go. And I think we should add to that before Jay Nick answers. Most of the of the customers of Shea Moisture have kinky hair. 
And when they did their big commercial, the images were of mainly Caucasian women with straight hair. So a lot of us with kinky hair use the product, and then, bam, they do a commercial, and it wasn't us. So it was a big controversy. That's the whole story. So, so there is a couple things at play. So the reality is, is that current businesses, when you're on that level to go to the next level and to continue to exist... <laughs> You're going to have to do what they did. Um, you know, you, you look at Jet Magazine. You know, they sold. They sold to black owners. Um, you you look at some of the other prominent businesses. Carol Daughter did the same thing. She sold, um, you know, as well. So currently, you know, we're not collectively where we need to be. So you face the reality of going out of business or you need to do what you have to do. So, I, I mean, I didn't necessarily um, see an issue with what they did. I saw an issue with how they marketed what they did. So to me, that was the big, you know, uh, faux, faux pas that they did, that they didn't do a great job at marketing what they were doing. But I thought that, you know, for them to not go out of business, surely you have to kind of, you know, scale and reach out to other, you know, communities to grow the business for sure. I, I want to add to that because I actually use the products. Um, so Shea Moisture, the commercial was alarming. It, it really was alarming. You really thought, wait, wait a minute, are these products for me? And I think that, again, what should have happened there is that company, th the only mistake they made is that they hired a marketing company that didn't understand the culture. They should have hired us, right? They, they, and it sounds like I'm plugging, but really, <laughs> they should have hired a black we marketing company. I mean they missed the mark about as bad as Pepsi did. Right. And, I mean, yeah, it happens. Yeah. All right, hold yeah. on one second. Good evening. Good evening. Really happy you guys are doing this. It's really empowering myself as an entrepreneur. And I just wanted to say that the first event that I came to for South Florida uh, Black Business Directory, you said something really important, and it has never left me. And I think that we honestly need to show some forgiveness right now, because if we go to Red Lobster, right, you said this, if we go to Red Lobster and they messed up our menu or they messed up our dinner, we're going to give them another chance, right? Because we like the cheddar biscuits. Right, right, right. So why do we treat black businesses any differently? If I make a mistake as a small business owner, it's like, oh, my God, they're going to wring my neck. My fate is done. They're going to talk bad about me. Oh, God, what's going to happen? My business is over. I'm killing myself before I'm dead. Yeah, yeah. Because of how we, we, we speak down on each other. We speak down on each other faster than anybody else does. I'm personally sick of it. I love people. I genuinely love people, but people don't always understand that. And I don't know, I feel like everything starts with love. So once you start to know yourself and love yourself, then you can love the community around you and see that, you know, that past, past people's flaws, because everybody's flaw. Everybody's flaw. So let's support each other. That's all right if we're all flaw. If you, if you got a flaw, you got a flaw, you got a flaw, I got a flaw. All right, but it's not going to be the same flaw. So right. let's build. I love what y'all are doing. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Tracy. Thank you for that comment. It was awesome. So before we move on, let's ask. New York. <laughs> Name a restaurant you guys like. I'm talking to New York. Come on, man. Calm down. Serratos? Oh, I like Carrabba's, too. Carrabba's. Okay. So Carrabba's, you go there. You get horrible customer service. What are you going to do? What are your actions? So the happy hours are good, so you keep going back. So in other words, black people, he's trying to tell y'all y'all don't drink enough. If you drink, you will be more forgiving. You just start letting shit slide. You're like, it's okay. Just give me another drink. All right, but seriously, if the customer service is horrible, 
What are your actions to let them know that this customer service is horrible? Are you just making a complaint? Are you talking to the manager? Are you no longer patronizing the location itself? This is a great question. To be honest. Okay. The man is real laid back. He wouldn't do a thing is what she's saying. Okay. That's the happy hour guy. Okay. Now, what would you do? Okay. Say that again. You would complain. At what point would you stop patronizing the location? What would they have to do for you to stop coming? Okay. So this is reason why I said that is because a part of the stigma is even though uh, I, I would say like diversity, inclusion, and other things are shown in the process and there'll be natural parts of you, I do want some people to understand a lot of the problems we see are not just black problems. They're not. They're, not. They're just things you pay attention to within your own community. Right. Um, don't limit problems to a color. It's really not that simple. I mean, you have to remember, theoretically, black-on-black -black crime is what it is because it was labeled that way by media to continue to beat you down to make you feel a certain way. When there's just crime... Within white people, they just don't say white on white crime. Yeah. So don't allow media and don't allow hype to put you into a juxtaposition to where you now feel a certain way about your own community because they've trained you to think that way. All communities have problems. Right. Hispanic communities are now, um, I guess my political term is Latinx. Um, but yeah, um, all communities have the same problems we have, but don't think it's just us. We all dislike people at some time. The flaw or the element of perfection is exactly that nobody is perfect. So there's times where you will make a complaint, but you do have to be more cognitive to understand people have done what they could do to build their communities, and there's nothing to change the fact that black communities did not get the same equity to get the jump start on where they're at. So even though the questions were tough, I do want you guys to know the only reason why I have you here is to support you. But a new part that I wanted to add, just keep going and restart it, go ahead. The new part that I did want to add to the show was to say that if this is the case, now I need to know, I don't want to have to invite my next guest. I don't want to have to string the community along. And people always say, extend the olive branch. Yeah. So now what I want to do is, each one of you are going to name the next two people I should have on the show. <laughs> but the challenge is, both of them can't be black. Well, Jimmy's going to have to handle. <laughs> so it's two of you up here. So on camera, since we're getting restarted, the camera's booting back up. I need to know, name four people we should have on this show that fits the format of Tech Beats and Bites. That are not black? Two of them can be black. The other two have to be of another another race. Right. Oh, God. this is a, You know what's so hard about this? I just got to say, can I say shout out to the South Florida Black Business Directory real quick? <laughs> Ooh, I don't see no drinks. We get paid off of the bar tab, though. Go get a drink. Okay. I'm just, no, my team is drinking. Bar guarantee is together. how we make our money. Go my get another drink. My team is drinking. We all drinking. Except the, the I church see about girl. four empty. That, look, that one right there is 13. Metris, go get your Kool-Aid. She might be the go deacon. Go get your Kool-Aid, baby. Get the one with the tequila in it, Metris. Good God, that's get a three. Thing. Get three drinks at a time. Go. That's right. a that's a hard one with all but our see, business. But see, this is what I want friends. you guys to yeah. see. When you talk about expanding beyond your own comfort zone 
to build and grow, when you normally ask people to reach into their own black book, you will start to see how limited you are yourself. No, it's not that. They're all so here. Them. No, no, no. But they're the, all black. Right. So I got to pick two from there and then two from somewhere else. I, exactly. I got to ride home with some of these people. But just remember now, <laughs> they need to be TV show worthy. You just can't be putting your friends My up whole here. team TV show. I'm just saying. Can I get shout outs? No disrespect to any of y'all. I'm just saying. Y'all, you know. <laughs> you interview Phil Jackson and Michael Jordan. Nobody really wanted Scottie Pippen on the show. <laughs> 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 Whoever interviewed John Paxson? Have you ever seen John Paxson on an interview? <laughs> you is not. You can't be Scotty, man. You like Dennis Rodman, but Dennis Rodman got interviews. Y'all, y'all still like came up with. Do we have any more no, questions? No, I got it. I got oh, no, it. We're gonna give y'all some time. Do we have any more questions or comments from the audience before? Q, come on. Q works with us, so she can ask as many questions as you want. Truthfully, this is her last question, but she can ask as many as she want. Ben, you have a question? Ben, uh, ben would you please come up and ask your question, sir? Oh, sorry, I can't ask my question? Yes, you can, but you got... <laughs> Let's be respectful. You've gotten one in. Aww. This is Ben with the B-Me, not B-M-E, B-Me. Oh. Uh, all right, just... All right, hold on. Ben, go ahead. Benjamin is a rattler, too, so... So I have a, a statement and a question. Okay. Just responding to the whole uh, Shea Moisture. Uh, my issue wasn't, well, one, my issue was all the men attacking the women for having issues with it. You don't even use the product, how you're attacking the women who have issues. Okay, that's good. Just not most of the men I knew. They don't barely use nothing. Yeah. But anyway, uh, my issue with that was it not them... Uh, reshaping who they're reaching out to. You got to do that in business. You have to survive. Right. My issue was the appropriation of a cause, the hair movement. That's not your cause. You aren't discriminated against as far as your, your hair is concerned. Now, ladies might have issues here and here, but as far as discrimination in, in, in film, in magazines, with our kids, it's usually the kinky, nappy. The, it's not what was marketed. So they appropriated movement kind of like Pepsi. You know, that was my issue, not them going out. Go out and reach whoever you want to reach. Just don't use our movement. Uh, and the question is, what is the evolution of the directory? Like you said, there are thousands of directories. You guys did an amazing job marketing and reaching people. But how do you then educate people to then start utilizing the directory? Because I'll text Jimmy all the time. Hey, do you know this? He's like, go to the directory. <laughs> Hey, do you know this? I need a black car dealership. Go to the directory. I need a black psychiatrist. Go to the... So how do... What's the evolution of the directory it, from an education standpoint, not only get, marketing to get people to use it, but to keep people from that one bad experience of the black business, now I'm not going back. Or understanding that the support of the businesses that support your community is the only way to grow your community. Everybody else got it. Right. They open up stores. They're taught... Uh, economy. They're taught entrepreneurship. We're the only ones who are taught to consume, and and that's how it it's that's how this system only works. And we're the we're the biggest consumers of everything. We're the biggest consumers of of like Netflix and Hulu. We're the biggest consumers of hair products. We're the big. We're not making anything. We're buying those five hundred dollars shoes, right. whether you can afford them or not. Right. So how do we? What's the elevation evolution? Sorry, of the directory. Just before he answers that, I really want to say thank you for that opening comment because the damn Miley Cyrus, she just did the same thing to us. Miley Cyrus just disassociated herself from hip-hop to clean her image, but she used hip-hop yes. to get her image to where it's at. 
So be weary of those that only want to take from you and never give anything back to you. And they should have saw that a long time ago. I just want to can, get that can point I out. Add, because the shea butter touches me because I'm a woman and I use the product. I'm a but, man and I use the product. I'm just yes, I don't got that much hair, but I use the product. Before Great they shampoo. had commercials, before they had commercials, before they had YouTube, before they had following, they're selling out of the trunk of their cars. They're selling in like little little vendor spaces like this, and we were their customer base. So when you start to gross millions and you forget about your original customers, it actually it hurts. So it's a lot going on there. So the shea so, butter is big, but I do forgive them. What is in three sentences or less? Everybody here has $100,000 on them. You got a three-sentence three pitch. What is the pitch to tell everybody how this product is going to revolutionize so that they actually invest in you? What's the pitch? The, the pitch is really taking back our communities. Um, we have to realize, and I go back to the $1.7 trillion that we're spending, that we've mastered being consumers and not owners. So how, do you, how, do you, how do you move the platform forward? What's the next step to actually say, we went from here, we've launched it, 20, 50,000 businesses have st uh, signed up. What's the next step, though? So, so it is us realizing that we have opportunities. They're out there. Um, and to have access to those opportunities, we need to come together and support each other. So is it organic as Facebook? Are you hoping that people just depend on it? Or do you no, we, get workshops? Way beyond, do you start educating people? Yeah, about that, that's what Metris... Right. That's what Metris is going to probably definitely touch on, and she really helped us to realize that. So every Thursday, we're in a class with Urban League because she's a part of the directory and under the leadership and guidance of a black-friendly, black-managed, not necessarily black-owned, but PSC and some of the other organizations that she's affiliated with. Jimmy and I will always stay in our lane as marketers, and Facebook is just a portion of how we market, but we actually let other people come in and bring their expertise to the table. So, yeah, just follow the movement, follow the events, follow the education, and be, eventually it'll be second nature, just like Yellow Pages, to go to the directory. Because I think the education part is a part of the empowerment. So we empower people through education. So I think when we start to do what we're doing with Metris, with the Urban League, the Miami-Dade Chamber of Commerce, and other people, we realize that we are better together, and you know we realize the money that we're spending. If we keep it in our communities, we'll be great. All right, guys, these are going to be our last two questions. My question was, what is the South Florida Black Business Directory doing to help businesses make money? It's one thing to be just listed in directory, but if I'm a new startup, I ain't made no money, I'm passing on my business card, my back of the house ain't right, it's, it's, it's not a hobby. What do I need to do? Where do I go? How do I get help? Well, levels. There's levels in life. So we tell people it depends. Right now, we're a part of the Urban League training. There's the PSE training. You may be on that level. But for me, what's important is to network. I make most of my money not because of education and training. You know, I know how to market. I make most of my money through networking. And a lot of times in our community, it's not. We don't network. We get right in our phone. We go in a little corner and we don't expand that network. We remember that we're pookie from the hood and we stay pookie from the hood. So my goal with the directory is to teach folks that it's okay to network, to say hello, to introduce yourself, to pull out a business card because your next contract could be right in front of you. So are you going to start doing like business development consulting? Well, we do the networking mixers on Monday nights. Typically okay. is what we do. Awesome. All right. Last question. 
Oh, you? Oh, got, I think Metro's had a follow-up. We're going to make two more questions. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Actually, it wasn't uh, a question. I wanted to just say from a different standpoint, when I heard about the directory, um, I was excited about it because I just didn't know where to go. So when we decided that we were going to have different sections of different, you know, um, professions, I, I wanted to know. So when I went to one of the networking mixers about the, the law, business law and everything. I didn't know where to start when I became an entrepreneur. You know, you just start with little business cards from Vistaprint and you continue and you stop there. You just don't know what else to do. But when you get inside and you want to be professional, you want to get your EIN number, you want to be, you know, looked at as a professional, they were giving these different trainings and that was the first step to it. So I personally uh, promote the directory because when someone asks me, just like they asked Jimmy, where do I go? Just like he was saying, where do I go? They know exactly where to go. Start there first. And when you go there, and if you don't like it, just like the person said, then I'm just not going to go back, but I'm not going to bash it. Exactly. I'm going to try something else. So it's one thing is the mindset of the people. My mind had to change. It had to be renewed in order to be able to say, okay, let me try it this way. They're trying to do something else. Give us a chance. We're just saying, give us a chance. And we're giving you things that are are complimentary, not free, but complimentary because that class was serious. You know, after that, I was able to say, wow, I need to, someone to look at my contract before I give it away when I'm doing insurances. I want to make sure that someone is looking at that. So it's just there to say, give us a chance, help build, help grow, and change your mindset. Thank you. All right. Uh, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. You know why I'm doing this. Front of show. Got to get Go ahead. Now, my biggest question has to do with real estate. <clears throat> what we're seeing across the country is 70 million square feet of retail spaces being closed across the country. What is the best way to promote in the community local shopping, local business, local retail to, to kind of to, to put off the... Start over. So across the country, we're dealing with 70 million square feet of retail space being closed. I don't know if you can fathom that, but it's about 140 times the, any of the big shopping centers. How do we overcome that by promoting community shopping, local shops, opposed to going online, saving $10 here, $20 there? I don't think there's a definite answer, but here would be an option. This is what I would do. Every one of them should have a microbrewery and somewhere where people can hang out in it. That would be number one. Number two, convert them into affordable living to almost have them like the little living communities. Number three, landlords should take more interest in making investments into the small businesses to where you do a profit share rent. Lower the rent, take a piece of their profit, and allow these companies the opportunity to grow. That would be the way to do it. Now, within the, the directory, how are you guys promoting that type of business? I think, and that's one thing, I don't even want them to have to say it. I think one, the, the directory is a piece of, of a whole scope. And I think sometimes people, there's a synopsis and there's there's a plot. Okay. This is just the opening scene. This isn't even the first 30 minutes. This is literally the opening scene where people have to understand this is now you at least have the information. It's up to the consumers yes. to actually go out and use the service. It's up to the companies to say we will take more care of our consumers. But this is just one step. Uh, this video, our content, is just one step. And we're not even the opening scene. Uh, we're literally the opening credits. We're just telling people this is what's about to happen, pay attention. But I think with what you're saying, um, 
landlords and people that own real estate are no different than the music moguls that own record labels when Steve Jobs came to them and tried to tell them about iTunes. You either keep up with the times or the shit will collapse at some point. And that's what's happening. So farewell to them. Lower the rent. Get the shit down to about $8 per square foot and we'll come back. Can, can I add to that mic no. too? No, I'm just like, you sure? <laughs> you sure? Because sometimes, like I always say, there's levels. And so that's the absolute right answer. But the other answer to that is if that's an interest of yours or his, we would love for you to get with us and let's promote that through the network. We can use our newsletters. We can use our e-blasts. We can use our reach on social media. Because, again, Jimmy and I and Don, we're going to continue to market, but y'all got to give us we'll give stuff what that the best value, way, that's valuable. The best way to get a business card, meet them at the bar, buy them a drink, start the conversation all over again. Absolutely. But we'll definitely give you a business card afterward. Thank you very yeah, much for the question. It. Good question. And Metris is going to close us out with the final question. I guess it's a, a question, a statement. You mentioned about business development, Michael. You mentioned about business development in Black Business Directory. My involvement with the directory is people coming into business, they're not making any money. I train. The goal of the partnership is to provide a platform access to training, access to capital. So now that our businesses are viable, we'll become vendors. We're vendorized. We can make some money. So that way we can take care of our own communities. Yeah. So that's part of that part. Hey, Kool-Aid. Hey. We love you, Metris. So <laughs> um, in the true spirit of digital grass, um, anybody, New York, have you guys ever been to a black Baptist church? Yeah, right. That's a good time, yeah, okay. right? That's a good time. So to the right, yeah, you say, you know, in a black Baptist church, the pastor be like, hey, anybody got a last word? And that turned into a whole nother sermon. Yeah, see, I went to a black Baptist church. So when we say last word, we actually mean it. It means one damn word. That's it. So y'all don't get to make a statement, no comment, no extra. What's your last word to close us out for our interview? One word. Thanks. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Love. All right, guys. So with the thanks and love that we received from you, thank you for coming out to another Tech Beats and Bites. We appreciate you all. Join us at the bar to have a more conversation. And Selfborn, bring back the music. Let's go back, man. Appreciate you guys. Thank you to the Knight Foundation also. Uh, House of Mac. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, House of Mac. Digital Grass. Our president, female president, Latoya Sturb. Uh, our lawyer, Alicia Daniels our cameraman, Dante Filia, and um, to the Knight Foundation and everybody that came out to support us tonight. We appreciate you guys. Thank you for showing up. Enjoy the music. Enjoy the rest of the night.